Welcome, everyone, to the Pet My Peeve podcast, the podcast where we rant about all things annoying. I'm Greg Houck. And I'm Liza Fraser, and this week we're talking about misophonia. Thank you to everyone who's listening right now, and if you find yourself actually enjoying this podcast and you don't want to miss the next episode, be sure to follow us on Twitter at PetMyPeevePC. And you can also check out our website, PetMyPeevePodcast.com, to find out when new shows are posted and to participate in the next episode. Now, before this intro starts to annoy you guys, we're going to talk about some things that annoyed us from this week in a segment we call Blowing Off Steam. Welcome to our very first Blowing Off Steam segment. So this segment is about things that happened to us this week that really got under our skin. And uh, I think we're going to get the ball rolling here with one of, sto- one of the stories from Liza this week. Yeah, this week, you know, we were running some errands, we're out and about, and we come home and there's a person just parked in the middle of the parking lot. There's a free space, like, four feet ahead of her she could just pull into. But no, she's sitting there, taking up half the parking lot, just kind of doing her own thing. And I'm like, why? Why? It's right there. Just four feet. Move up a little bit. But no, just sitting there, you know. (sighs) And then couple days later, we're running some more errands, going to the gym, and we're pulling into this, like, narrow parking lot, and there's another person, just parked, when, like, five feet ahead of them, there's an area to pull in so that you're not in the way, and, like, why? Why? Why, Greg? Why? I don't know. People can be weird sometimes. (laughs) It's very uh, frustrating. Uh, I don't see if they just don't realize they're in the way or if something distracted them at the time that they had to stop, something that was so urgent that they couldn't finish that last little tiny movement to get out of the way of moving traffic. But that's going to be something that uh, I think uh, is going to plague me for the rest of my days. Uh trying to figure out why people do stuff it's beyond me yep i agree well i'm gonna tell you a little story that i had this past week and this one is kind of something small but it was just something that i thought why would they do this that way So I was at Tim Hortons, or near where we live, and I went in, ordered my usual coffee, and decided to get a donut with it. So they put the donut in the bag as usual, I bring everything out to the car, I go to take the donut out of the bag, and I realized that they had stuck a napkin into the bag, which, okay, great, yeah, a napkin, that's not too bad, like... Who doesn't like a napkin every once in a while, just in case you need one? But the problem was, they stuck the napkin right on the wet donut topping, like the the fondant, I guess. And it all it did was it wrecked the napkin, for one, and it wrecked the donut. So it pretty much defeated the purpose of having a napkin, because not only is my donut wrecked, but I can't even use this napkin that's covered in donut fondant. So realistically, it would have been better off to not have the napkin. So that to me was very annoying. And maybe just leave the napkin out of the bag next time. Typical Tim Hortons. (laughs) Definitely leave us asking why. For sure. We'll get to a lot more stuff with involving tim hortons in the future oh for sure that is a that there is a lot that is an episode itself you know what else i found annoying this week greg what's that public washrooms only having cold water to wash your hands 
I like to be clean. I know you like to be clean. We all like to be clean. Proper hand washing says wash your hands in warm water. So why are all the taps cold? Why? I don't want to wash my hands in freezing cold water. It's freezing cold. It's already winter. I don't want to be even more cold. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And I'm sure there is reasons. Like, I'm sure it's it's better for the environment or whatever. But also, it doesn't make sense to me, personally. I just want the option to have hot water when I'm washing my hands. And, like, all these taps are now sensor activated, so you don't even have the option to turn on warm water. You just get whatever they give you. And it sucks. So... Are any of these taps, do they eventually turn to warm water? Does it just take a while? Or is it like you're there for a good 20 seconds and it's still freezing cold water? Yeah, I'm doing my thing. I'm washing my hands as you're supposed to. I'm taking the time to do everything. And no, it's always cold. It doesn't even like feel like it's going to attempt to get warmer. It just stays freezing cold. If anything, it gets colder. Yeah, it's hard to say why that is. It could easily be... Saving money, yeah. (laughs) Some of the taps that I've had to wash my hands with are also the auto taps, like the sensor, and some of them don't have nearly as much pressure, like they just trickle out. And then some of them are way over pressure to the point that like when you stick your hands in there, water is literally flying all over the place. Yes. Okay. I will go, I will get my hands a little wet, then I'll go put the soap on my hands, and then I'll start, like, I'll go to get a little bit more water, and it'll, like, blast all the soap off my hands. So then I have to go get more soap. And, like, maybe that's a little redundant to go get soap and then put water on my hands again, but it's my routine. It's what I do. All right, Greg. We're pretty agitated now. I'd say we're pretty agitated. Do you think you're pretty agitated? Yes, I'm definitely agitated. All right. Well, let's keep that frustration going with some stories from our listeners. Ah, oh, God, no! So in this section of Blowing Off Steam, we like to give our audience a chance to blow some steam off. So we're going to read some stories from the audience. And our very first resident ranter is Amanda. And she writes in about um, snow days. So... Here's what she had to say about snow days. Whatever happened to canceling the buses but leaving the schools open? Back in my day, snowstorms still meant I had to go to school. It just meant I walked there in two feet of snow, was welcomed by a pissed off teacher who had to clear his car and make the drive in, hung out with two other kids whose parents still had to go to work, and messed around in the gym all day. Those were the days. Bring that back, okay? Thanks. Have you ever uh, not gone to school in a snowstorm? Because I am from the Great North all the way up there in Sault Ste. Marie, and snow days were not a thing. There was this one time I stood outside in the freezing cold. I swear it had to be like minus 20 outside for about 40 minutes waiting for the bus. And yeah, it was it was not great. Yeah, I, I remember... Specifically in elementary school, the schools were always open. I didn't take a bus, so I walked to school on the days, just like just like this person said. I walked to school and I uh, went in there, and not a lot of kids were there because a lot of kids were out of towners at my school at the time. And uh, we basically just goofed off all day and did whatever, but we still had to go. But when I did get older and went to high school I went to high school on a bus that was about 40 minutes away so I did get to stay home from school those days because because fortunately I didn't have unfortunately or fortunately I didn't have the ability to get there so yeah um I don't know if I guess uh now nowadays maybe they just close the schools in certain places. I think some places still have them open, but yeah. Well, I personally definitely would have preferred to not go to school on days where the weather sucked. But that, that I guess that's just me. I don't know. Well, I think uh, maybe also she 
might be looking at this from a parent's perspective too. A little annoying if you're a parent and then all of a sudden it's a snow day and your kids are in town and all of a sudden you have to scramble to find plans for them. Because you still have to go to work. Because yeah, you don't get a snow day as an adult who goes to work. Maybe occasionally, very, very rarely if the roads are closed, but yeah, I can definitely see that being annoying from a parent perspective. Definitely fair. Okay, so we're going to roll along here with our next resident ranter. So this is from Diana. She says, you know that feeling when you're going somewhere and there is that frustration of finding a parking spot? Then you see one and you race to get to it. And it's not big enough for you to fit in your vehicle because someone parked over the line. It drives me crazy. And I see it all the time. Wasted parking spots. I've had to park a block away from the mall before because of this reason. Drives me nuts. Learn to park people. Okay. Let me interject here and say you could just be those other people I talked about earlier and park in the middle of the road and take up space. Why not? (laughs) Yeah, the... (laughs) The whole parking badly or parking in a spot you're not supposed to drives me nuts too. I can't stand that. Like, just take the extra time to make it right. Like, it really does impact. It's like the like a domino effect, basically. It impacts the whole parking lot if someone parks wrong. Because... Then the person next to them has to park a little bit over. Then the person next to them has to park a little bit over. And then, like, the whole parking lot is messed up. You miss out on spaces that could be used. Especially, it's a really big problem in small parking lots where there's very limited spacing. Uh, yeah, so I totally agree with Diana about that, that situation. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so let's move on to our next resident ranner here. This is Gavin. And Gavin says, Have you ever noticed how fucking insanely busy Walmart is on a Saturday? What better way to spend time off than to go to Walmart and jam-pack the store? We could go out for a walk, read a book, have fun with a hobby, but instead a lot of people love going to fucking Walmart on a Saturday. The store is open super early and closes at a late hour. Why not go around 8 p.m. instead when nobody is around? It makes shopping more efficient. What rattles me further is my girlfriend always wants to go to Walmart in the middle of the day on Saturday. The worst possible time. You can't even move around the parking lot, let alone the store itself. I refuse to go in based on previous visits. When there's a traffic jam with shopping carts at the end of the aisle and nobody is moving their legs, and an elderly man has one of those electric scooters and doesn't know how to drive it, You're in for a wonderful fucking day. Well, Liza, what's your opinion on going to Walmart on a fucking Saturday right in the middle of the day? What do I think of Walmart on Saturdays? I just don't like Walmart that much in general. It's always kind of a bad experience. Um, What is it with people when it's busy, like having the worst manners possible? You'd think they'd be like... Oh, it's busy, so you know what? I'll wait my turn and like blah, blah, blah. But no, everybody has to cram into the exact same spot at the exact same time for whatever reason. And I was just like, why though? Why do people just not have any common sense or think about the other people around them? You know what I mean? And like personal space. Even before COVID, people just had no respect for anybody else's personal space. And I hate that. So going to Walmart when it's busy is definitely just not my favorite for being around people. Really don't like people. I also hate that, like, it feels like on the weekends they have just less staff working. So you can never find somebody if you actually need help. And then when you're going through the cash register, like, there's no one there. It's all, like, self-checkout and then one other person, like, checking you out. And it's just so dumb. Yeah, I can't stand going to Walmart when it's busy. Uh, I just, I have very little patience for being around a bunch of people. Um, I could go on and on, to be honest. I really think that this is going to be 
an episode in itself. Uh, maybe not specifically Walmart, but just going to places when it's busy or shopping in like busy stores or shopping in general. Because, yeah, <laughs> I have way too much that to cover for that. So that could be its own episode for sure. So I guess we'll move along and... Uh, All right, let's get into our final resident ranter for Blowing Off Steam. Royston, who is quite the storyteller. The following tale happened a few years ago when I worked as a cashier in a grocery store. I won't name the store, but I will say it is one of the fancier chains who say family is important, but pays everyone like garbage and always sides with the customers no matter how insane they get. But this is not a story about dealing with crappy customers. You see, a company like this has a high turnover rate for part-time employees they bring in, so they are always desperately looking for part-timers. What this means for the staff in the store is that management will literally hire anyone desperate enough to work there. This is just a very long way of saying I hate working with teenagers. I had to work an evening shift with two teenage boys, and I've got to say, I've never been more angry on the job than I had been on that night. I'm kind of a serious guy when it comes to work. Any job I get, I put a lot of my energy into making sure it gets done. I don't expect everyone to work like I do but I do expect them to at least do the bare minimum. So the cash-out area is arranged like every other grocery store. We've got lanes manned with cashiers, and towards the end of the night, there are less cashiers working. It was us three in separate lanes, with one guy working the lane just behind me in the same area, and the other in the lane just ahead of me. These two bitches, for the last two hours of the night, proceeded to have a conversation over me, the one behind me literally screaming into my ear in order to talk to the other one. And of course, it's teen boy talk that proceeds to get louder the more excited they get when bragging about how much pussy they smashed. Meanwhile, I'm the only one checking out customers, and I'm growing a line. They aren't doing anything. I've been asking them politely to stop, but to no avail. So an hour goes by of, bro, just eat her out, and I'm already suppressing the urge to grab the scissors in my drawer and end it all. When the shithead behind me grabs the intercom we use to page the entire store and says, hey, can somebody grab me some tight ass in aisle 12? And I lost it. Stop it. Are you stupid or something? You have one job, and I'm doing it for the both of you. If you're not going to work, get out, because I don't need you here. I admit I wasn't exactly in the right here considering I was working with a customer at the time, but after an hour of this bullshit, my sanity had gone out for cigarettes and did not come back. Meanwhile, the customers just saw me go ape on this kid and were like, you shouldn't have done that, they're just kids, you had no right to chew them out like that. And while I do agree in hindsight, seriously, what the fuck was the right answer here? My manager didn't do anything other than write them both up, and the scheduler still put those two together on some shifts due to lack of manpower. Literally nothing changed. Fuck that job. It was horrible. And then he goes on to ask, do we have any horrible stories about working with coworkers or teenagers? Well, first of all, that sounds like a living hell. I gotta agree. I would hate to be in that situation um, because these people that he's working with, the teenagers... That's the type of thing that you shouldn't have to tell someone while they're working not to do. That's just, in my opinion, common sense. Yeah. And management really should have stepped in there and let those people go for doing something that grotesque in public in front of customers. Like, yeah, I was pretty angry hearing about this story. Uh, if I put myself in that in his shoes there, because um, you don't really have the time to stop and have like a private conversation to get these these two guys to shut up basically because you have the line growing the customers growing and they don't seem to want to stop no matter what you're saying to them not to mention what are the customers doing in this scenario why aren't they lining up in these other guys lineups like they're just avoiding these two guys because they don't think that they're actually supposed to be checking them out like I just don't understand the whole dynamic here. It sounds like he's in some sort of crazy world where he's the only one at fault and everyone else is right, which is completely and utterly absurd. Like, um, and then the customer's defending, like, 
the two teens saying that he didn't have the right to do that. Like, maybe they didn't hear exactly what all these teens were saying, but it just goes to show you that you only hear some parts of the story sometimes. You don't hear the whole thing, and you don't always know the facts. So I I definitely feel feel for this guy like this story i mean that's that's insane yeah in terms of like horrible stories with coworkers, you know i've had some pretty bad managers i had this boss at a coffee place i worked at we won't say names maybe i've already mentioned this in this podcast maybe i haven't who knows anyway this boss wasn't very active in the store so they didn't really know how to use any of the equipment And one day we are slammed. So boss comes out of her office and decides to help me for some reason. And if you've ever worked in a coffee place or even, I don't know, brewed your own coffee at home, you know you don't pull the filter out when the coffee is brewing. But no, boss lady rips the filter out while it's still brewing. And of course, it's full of water and coffee grinds. So she spills hot water everywhere. She literally coated herself and the station in water and coffee grinds, and it was gross. And not only did I have a lineup of customers, now I had to stop and take fucking five, ten minutes to clean up this giant mess she made because she went to go clean herself up. And I'm just like, why do we have co-workers? Sometimes you just don't want to work with anybody. Yeah, that's true. I mean, <laughs> to step into someone else's situation uh and just assume oh maybe she thought the coffee was done brewing so she she wanted to start another one but it's like a ask maybe yeah <laughs> b is it still actually pouring out water into the coffee pot i know right <laughs> like come on <laughs> like so yeah uh, uh at times it's like maybe i would appreciate help but just ask first, do you need help? If I politely say, no, I'm fine. Usually means I'm fine. If I really needed it, then I would say so. And <laughs> I don't know if that was her desperate attempt to try to like move the line along quicker because she was a manager and maybe she was like uh, being told from the owner that lineups have been a problem in the past. Who knows? But <laughs> it's just... <laughs> She definitely did the opposite of help the line move faster. Yeah, so... <laughs> um, so yeah, I think uh, we'll move along here and... Yeah, so first we'd like to just thank everybody for submitting. If you want to submit your own stories for a chance for us to read them on the podcast, go to our website, which again is petmypeevepodcast.com. Check out the audience participation tab, select the blowing off steam category, and create a new post and you're good to go. Well, it's time to get to the reason you're all here. The real rant. The top tirade. This week's primary perpetrator. According to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, misophonia is a condition in which one or more common sounds, such as the ticking of a clock, the hum of a fluorescent light, or the chewing or breathing of another person, cause an atypical emotional response, such as disgust, distress, panic, or anger in the affected person hearing the sound. So as you may or may not know, this is the very first episode of the Pet My Peeve podcast, and we were thinking about ideas for the primary perpetrator, and we created a list, and I think we chose this particular topic to start off with just because podcasts obviously are an audio medium we listen to them and we thought this would be a great way to start out because for all I know everyone listening right now hates the sound of my voice so um we thought why not why not get things started off with something that has a direct relationship to our podcast. So, um, speaking of hating the sound of people's voice, um, 
Do you think, Liza, that hating the sound of your own voice, listening back to that, is um, something related to misophonia? Quite possibly for some people. For me, I don't really think it triggers my misophonia. Well, that's fair. Uh, I know that when it comes to a lot of people who have never heard their own voice on a recording, they absolutely hate it. They can't stand it. They don't want to listen to themselves. And I think that's mostly due to um, when we hear our own voice uh, as we talk, it sounds a lot different to the people who are speaking than it does to the people who are hearing it. So, um, yeah, I think that you really don't know what to expect when you're listening to it for the first time. Yeah, I definitely agree. I know, uh, well, I kind of grew up hearing my own voice played back at me because my grandmother liked to record my singing. Um, so I think maybe I'm just used to hearing my own voice. But I do get that, like, for some people it can be pretty annoying. Yeah, that's fair. Um... Yeah, I've became a little bit more accustomed to my own voice because I do with my line of work. I uh, I work in media production, so I do some voiceovers for certain videos that I produce, and I've just had to get used to it. I've had to listen to my own voice multiple times. So again, yeah, it's not as triggering for me, but I just thought I'd throw that out there and see if, uh, see if that's something that uh, you thought might be related, so... I mean, okay, my own voice may not trigger a response, but the sound of some other people's voice? Absolutely. And one of our resident ranters has a story about a certain accent that drives him crazy. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah, um, I'd like to hear a little bit more about that. How about you go ahead? Sure. The story is from Royston, and he says... So my mom likes to watch a lot of programming by TLC. If that's not a red flag, I don't know what is. So aside from some of the regular inane garbage the channel puts out, I was introduced to the Long Island accent by none other than the Long Island medium. I grew up watching some Singaporean TV, and if y'all don't know what Singlish sounds like, know that it can be quite annoying to a lot of people in North America. But at least it didn't come from here. The Long Island accent is nasally and awful, and I had to hear it on TV every night for the better half of the year. Every time it comes on in a context that isn't comedy, I find it impossible to listen to. I think the gate to hell is somewhere between the ocean between New York and New Jersey. It feels like the Jersey Shore and Long Island accents were made for the express purpose of metaphysical torture. I'm pretty sure there's a department of East American accents in the offices of hell, and they are raking in cash. This is just my opinion, and I understand that accents are hard to change, but come on, there have to be some accents that rub some people the wrong way. Are there any accents that you guys find annoying? Hmm, that's interesting. Um, yeah. Obviously, an accent, um, I think everyone kind of has an accent. Like, a lot of people don't think that they do, but it can be as simple as, um, for example, um, someone from Newfoundland having an accent to someone from Ontario. This is a Canadian podcast, so that's why I use that as my first reference for anyone who's listening elsewhere. But um, I feel like maybe... I might have an accent, obviously, to people who are listening from another country. Um, and the New Jersey or Jersey Shore or what was it specifically? The Long Island accent. The Long Island accent. I'm not sure if I know exactly what that is off the top of my head, but I feel like when it comes to shows like Jersey Shore or things like that, that might be a little bit of why that accent might get a bad name just because of the, like he said, kind of trash television that is sort of affiliated with that. Um, what do you think? I agree. I, um, yeah, probably everybody does have 
at least some kind of accent. And I don't know, I guess I've never really considered it, but there are definitely accents out there that I feel get on my nerve personally. Um, And in terms of like shows like the Jersey Shore, which I have actually watched and we're not going to get into that, but I do agree that, yeah, maybe you're just negatively associating the accent with that kind of trash television, like you said. I do think that I dislike it when the Canadian accent is kind of pushed, dialed all the way up to 10. That can be a little bit annoying to me because as someone who lives in Canada, it is a stereotype and... We might talk like that at times, but as you're listening to me right now, maybe you do think that I have that overly Canadian accent. Maybe I do. Maybe I just don't hear it. But I personally think that it is, yeah, a little far-fetched. So that's my thought on that. I personally believe that the stereotype Canadian accent is mostly used by Canadians making fun of the stereotype Canadian accent. Yeah, sort of in, like, an ironic way. Yeah, pretty much. That's just, like, in my experience, that's what I've witnessed. And, I mean, maybe it's different in other provinces. I don't really know. I've never really been out of Ontario. Yeah, that's fair. I've never been to the East Coast, which I think is more where that um, kind of stereotypical kind of accent would come from, I think. But, um, yeah, it's just interesting how how things like that develop, how these types of stereotypes develop. Uh, And yeah, like I said, um, that Long Island accent, like I said, it's kind of stereotypical to those trash TV shows like Jersey Shore. So yeah, like thanks for the, uh, thanks for writing in. Yes, thank you so much for writing in. And let's move on to some other misophonia triggers that we have. Do you have any off the top of your head you want to start with? Well, I think I did want to address one that is like probably the most common that I think that most people, I feel like there's, there are some misophonia triggers that are very, very common. And one of them is the nails on a chalkboard. I always thought that that one, most people would find that triggering just in general, maybe not in a misophonic way. But it's a very unsettling sound if it's that screechy kind of sound. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? Definitely gives me goosebumps even just kind of thinking about that sound, but definitely not a misophonia response for me. That's fair. Uh, I would agree that it might not be as much a misophonic response to me, but it's one of those responses that like, Yeah, it makes me tingle. It makes my, like, jaw clench up and just, like, tense up in my body. So it's definitely not something that I find to be satisfying in any way. But, uh, yeah, I was just interested to see if you thought that that was something that would trigger your misophonia. So um, we should add that Liza and myself both have misophonia and to some degree um and i do think that it's fairly common and i don't know if if some people listening right now have never heard of what misophonia is but it's definitely something to look into a little bit more we gave you the definition off the top there and yeah we're not experts by any means but um yeah we think that we we do have some definite misophonic triggers for sure so liza what's one of yours One of mine, which I feel is probably actually the most common one, is chewing. The sound of people chewing drives me up the wall. It literally just makes me want to punch people in the face. And and I mean, sometimes chewing doesn't bother me, but if it's like a sound that I don't think should be there while you're chewing, that is aggravating to me. It's interesting. Yeah, that will trigger me too. And (laughs) the thing about misophonia is everyone chews. Everyone has to eat. 
but it's that kind of um, irrational kind of anger that comes with it. We don't know why we're experiencing that. We don't know where it came from, but it's just there. You just can't help it. Um, and obviously people who are chewing with their mouth open, like, especially like something like gum, uh, just smacking on it. It's kind of like in, (laughs) I feel like this has been around for a long time because it's always been considered rude to chew with your mouth open and that dates back forever, probably. So maybe people have had misophonia since, uh, the early days, maybe cavemen had it. Who knows? But, uh, but yeah, I definitely do think that it has something to, a little bit of something to do with, uh, if people are making more of an effort to be polite. Yeah. I also, so I find with certain foods, it's definitely worse. You mentioned gum. Um, I find spaghetti to be horrible to listen to other people eat. So do you hate like the slurping of a spaghetti or what? what is it specifically you dislike? The slurping, pretty much any kind of like wet food is like horrible. Pierogies are another really terrible one I found. Um, what else? What else? What else? I feel, I feel like cereal can be bad because it's both the crunching and the like slurping, depending. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you right now, I, <laughs> when I grew up, I was yelled at a lot for eating cereal loudly. I'll tell you that right now. So. <laughs> I could definitely see cereal. Maybe I just don't eat cereal enough or I'm around people who eat it enough because I don't uh, recall having any kind of response to that, but I could definitely see why it would be annoying. Are there any other particular foods that stand out to you? It's a good question. Do anything like just crunching or slurping? Do you like any of those that are more of a, a trigger for you or is it a particular type of like textural sound i definitely think it's more of the wet sounds i don't like crunching doesn't i don't think crunching really bothers me i think i'm typically fine with that because it's it's something short and quick but like wet sounds are very squishy and like ugh, i I don't even like thinking about it (laughs) yeah that's definitely fair well let's move along here um Another one that I thought would be kind of common, um, and again, I don't know if it's a misophonic. I think for me it probably is, but it could also be something that just sets off my anxiety a little bit, and that's dogs barking Mm. or whining. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think anyone likes to listen to a dog barking or whining, so that's what I'm saying. It's like, is that is that actually misophonia, or is that just just straight up because it's annoying. It has to do with your reaction to it. Because some people will hear that and be like, oh, that's kind of annoying, like, be quiet. Whereas with misophonia, it's like, you could go and kill something. This sound is making you so mad. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I definitely see think that there are some dog owners out there that get really mad at their dogs for barking. Um, and I, again, I don't know if that's because they're hope they're thinking that that's the way they train their dog and that their dog is being disobedient or if it's actually triggering that misophonic response in them. Mm-hmm, for sure. On the note of pets, another one of my misophonia triggers is the sound of nails clicking on the floor. When cats are running across the floor or dogs are just walking and their nails haven't been trimmed in a while, I find that sound bonkers. It is just, I do not like it. That's interesting. And it's, it's, it's interesting to think about maybe why, why that is. And I know that it's meant like misophonia is essentially something that you don't really know why or you don't have any like um, rational thought about why you're angry, but can you think about any reason why that might be? Like, is it the actual, do you, does that make you want to clip the dog's nails or is it just, you just get mad? I pretty much just get mad. Like, I just want the sound to stop immediately. Um, 
And some days it's a little better than others. Like, it doesn't always trigger me. I find that if I'm just experiencing, maybe I'm tired or hungry or whatever, then it just, yeah, it spikes my anger through the roof. Yeah, that's fair. There's definitely outside factors that uh, contribute to how annoying a certain situation can be, no matter what the case may be. Um, So I'm going to move along to another sound that I find very particularly offensive. And I, again, I'm not exactly sure if it's a misophonia thing, but I want to say it is. And that's styrofoam. I can I cannot stand the squeakiness of styrofoam, like when it's rubbing up against each other. And it's it's it doesn't necessarily make me angry as much as it makes me kind of just cringe. And it's it's similar to the the nails and the chalkboard thing to me, which is why I'm not positive if that's misophonia or if it's just the fact that I dislike that sound. That's fair. I think in my head for me, I feel like misophonia relates more to like common sounds. And then the styrofoam sound and the nails on the chalkboard thing are more uncommon. And that's not to say they can't be misophonia triggers. Um, I just don't think they're very common ones. Yeah, that that's interesting. Yeah. Um, as someone who thinks they have misophonia myself, um, I do think that um, some sounds can be a little bit more elusive in the sense that I'm not sure if they're actually a trigger for me or if I just dislike the sound, whereas other sounds I straight up know for a fact that I can't stand it. And chewing is one of them for me. Um, I don't even like to hear myself chew. And that's mostly if I'm around someone else. Because I, f- I feel like I'm annoying them because of chewing annoying me. I feel like I'm annoying the other person with my chewing because it's one of my triggers. So if I'm alone, I can usually just eat and be fine. But I still do like to have some sort of background noise on when I'm, when I'm eating something. Yeah, I can. Uh, I agree with that. I'm definitely kind of the same way where I just get hyper aware of the sounds I myself am making when I'm around other people and trying to eat. So I totally relate to that. And that's why we can get along so well. That's definitely one of those reasons. Another sound that bothers me. Yet another one of my misophonia triggers. I have a whole list. There's quite a few. Random beeping sounds. Like when your smoke detector is running out of battery and it just goes beep. I, I I can't. <laughs> I will hunt down whatever smoke detector is doing that and change the batteries immediately because that sound, it makes me insane. Like, I could be clinically insane if I had to listen to that sound for more than, like, a minute. <laughs> Again, that's another one of those things where I'm like, I feel like that should annoy anyone. And I feel like that's what it's designed to do to make you change the battery. Oh, absolutely. Now, <laughs> the be- the worst part of that for me is I'm waiting for the next beep. I'm like, when's it going to happen? <laughs> it always feels like it takes forever. Like you're just like stuck in this weird kind of limbo of just like spaces between the beeps and you're just like on the edge of your seat waiting for it to happen. That's what it feels like to me <laughs> when something like that happens. And yes, it absolutely drives me crazy as well. For me, it's a, it's a special kind of torture. If I go to hell, that's what I'm going to be dealt. That That's the hand I'm dealt, is the sound of a smoke detector running low on battery. So not the Long Island accent. No, definitely a smoke detector. Some other kind of general sounds that I find bother me. Snoring. Snoring drives me crazy. As you know, Greg. <laughs> uh, yeah, guilty snorer right here. Uh, getting better because I do now have a BiPAP machine that helps me breathe at night. But yeah, snoring was a big one for me. I'm actually kind of surprised the BiPAP machine doesn't trigger my misophonia. Maybe just because it's so much quieter than snoring that I'm just relieved that I don't have (laughs) to hear that. You know, I don't know. Yeah, that's for sure. It's a lot quieter than snoring. I also find that clocks ticking is another one of those sounds that, like, depending on the mood I'm in, I will smash that clock. 
I will break it. It's just kind of a constant thing that's just sort of like everything's silent and then all uh, you just hear this tick 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 it's kind of like it just reminds you every second that time's passing especially if you're doing something that like is time sensitive it's like yeah i know i know that i'm running late or i know that this is due soon just shut up like i'm taking a test i'm sitting there in the classroom everybody's quiet i'm trying to focus on my answers and then all i hear is tick 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 Tick. And I'm like, why? Just shush. Tick. That was the wrong answer. Tick. Do that again. (laughs) Tick. Exactly. Drives me crazy. Another sound that I really hate. You know, when you have a, or when you're by a big truck and it's idling and it's making that whoomp, 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 whoomp sound. I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate it with Every fiber of my being. We actually have a story about that from not too, too long ago. We live in an apartment building, sort of. And there was a truck idling outside our apartment at like 8 in the morning or something. So we're still asleep. And it wakes me up. And then I wake Greg up because I'm like mad and I'm trying to block out the sound by like closing the window and whatever. But it's like leaking in through the walls. We literally had Greg go downstairs and tell this guy to turn off his truck because he'd been sitting there for like 45 minutes with it idling. Yeah, the guy was pretty nice about it. He did turn it off, but it just shows you like some people aren't self-aware of like how they may be kind of doing something that's a little bit annoying or rude. And in this case, it was very annoying. Yeah, a little (laughs) annoying. Jeez, this blew a little annoying way out of the water. Something like that, that sound, I feel like at in short bursts, I don't mind it, but definitely if it's just constant oh, over yeah. and over again, it's very, very annoying. Because mm-hmm. it's one of those frequencies that's so low and deep that it's like, you almost feel it. Yeah. You like feel it in your body. The vroom, vroom, vroom. It's ugh. I hate it. <laughs> another sound? Yes, another one. I do have more. That... I personally hate it just, it makes me so mad, but I know you, Greg, you like it, is white noise. And I fucking hate white noise with a passion. I hate the sound of recorded white noise. Like, give me real rainfall and I'm fine. The sound of recorded rainfall makes me want to murder people. (laughs) That's interesting. I use white noise to help me block out other sounds. That's why I use it. It helps me to kind of eliminate background noises and other things that might um, disrupt my concentration. And the thing that I like about white noise is that it is consistent. If it was like more of like an inconsistency to the sound, like I don't really like waves because I find them to be a little bit too inconsistent and there's that pause in between like the wave coming in and out. So I like that constant sound. But for you, it's probably something that's just too consistent. Exactly. It's too consistent. It's too fake sounding, I think, is also a problem. And just, I don't know. It just like, it prevents me. Okay. For you, it blocks out distractions. For me, it prevents me from focusing on anything else. Hmm. So I can't use it as a focus tool because it just, it triggers that response to that, like, it's, it's the distraction. It's pissing me off. Like, I, I hate white noise. I hate it. I hate it so much. Like, ugh. The worst trigger for me, I think, is white noise. So, let me ask you this. Uh, you don't mind it if it's real, like, rainfall, real rainfall, so we sleep with a fan in the room at the night and that helps me because that's, that's a type of white noise. It helps me block out any noises and yada yada. What do you think of the real fan? I like the fan. The fan definitely helps me fall asleep as well. I don't like hearing random noises in the middle of the night, like little creaks or like the house settling or the cats maybe doing something. I don't like that. That like freaks me out. I get scared. So The fan helps block that out. So yeah, it definitely helps me sleep. And yeah, it's a real sound. It's not a recorded sound. Hmm. And I think that makes a world of difference. 
Um, one thing about a fan sound that I would not like, I hate it when the fan has some sort of inconsistency to it. So it's like that hum is consistent and then all of a sudden you get kind of this weird, maybe like squeaking or something like that. That's when it really sets me off. I hate it when it's not consistent or there's like maybe some kind of like loose piece and it's like clicking a little bit or something like that. That really bothers me too. Absolutely. Like if there's a small rattle or anything, like maybe it's not sitting perfectly flat on the ground or something. So it's like shaking slightly while it's, while it's going. Yeah, that is, I would also find that aggravating as hell. And like, there've been times when I I set our fan on rotate and typically I'm fine with that. Like just rotating by itself is fine because that sound is pretty consistent as well. It's just like the steady whoom, whoom. That's fine to me. But some of our fans have like do this weird click halfway through a turn or something. And yeah, that sound drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. That's similar to the random beep of a smoke detector that needs batteries. Absolutely. All right, Greg, uh, any triggers for you? Any more triggers for you? Yeah, I definitely have other triggers. And uh, some of them are related to what I like to call the enemy of anyone who has misophonia. Any thoughts on what that might be? I actually think I have an idea of what you're referring to, but I'll let you go ahead and say it. ASMR. Now, I can't remember. Do you know what that stands for? No idea. So that's an acronym, I believe, for something. It's like something auditory. Um, we could look that up later, and if you guys know what that is, feel free to go on the Pet My Peeve website, PetMyPeevePodcast.com, and let us know. But yes, that is, um, definitely something that I hate. I don't know really why people like that. As someone with misophonia, that's hard for me to understand, but... It involves some of my triggers, which is the mouth sounds just in general that they do into the microphone. The worst. I'm not going to imitate those right now. I'd considered it. But for the sake of anyone who has misophonia, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, please don't. Or I won't even be able to listen to our own podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you're unfamiliar and you're curious, you can go check it out. There are millions, millions of ASMR videos. Just Google it. You'll be fine. Some people make a living probably doing these types of videos. Absolutely. It requires no talent. It's just people Getting doing weird shit into the microphone. Very close to their microphones. And yes. Now, okay. There are some examples of ASMR that I personally do understand why people would find that satisfying. I like scrapbooking ASMR, um, which is a very niche corner of ASMR where people just like put together scrapbook pages. I don't know why, but I love that sound. But almost any other ASMR example, I I hate it. Well, that to me, the the scrapbooking is kind of similar to like a white noise in my in my and, and I know you hate white noise. But it's kind of like a background sort of noise to me versus like something that's super hyper fixated on one specific thing. Because that to me involves multiple different kind of sounds. It does. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I wouldn't mind that either. I think like for, for example, sometimes as a white noise, it might not be considered white noise, but. I like listening to, like, kind of a coffee shop kind of uh, sounds, like where there might be a little light music playing and some people chatting. Mm-hmm. Now, just people talking, I hate that. Oh, yeah. I hate listening to a room full of people talking. It's very, it, it feels like it's like you're almost going insane. They use that <laughs> in movies to like depict when people are like hearing voices in their heads and like starting to go insane. So like, that's what it reminds me of. Yeah, definitely. But, um, one of the other ASMR sounds that I hate and I just hate in general, even if it's not ASMR, and it, it, maybe I can sustain it, but I just don't like whispering. Ah, uh, yeah. 
That's fair. I don't know what it is about whispering. But it just bugs me. Um, I, I feel like it's just like, just, sh- just say it. Just stop. <laughs> just don't whisper it to me. Just say it. I have a totally different reason to dislike whispering because typically when people whisper in person to me, they are super close to my ears and I, I don't like it. Back up. (laughs) People being a little too close to you. Yeah, I get that. People breathing in my ears. I don't like it. (laughs) Well, who wants a stranger to breathe on them in general? Right? (laughs) Especially during these times. Yeah. But um, are there any other ASMR kind of specific things that you can think of that you dislike? Slime ASMR. So is that like people like putting like a slime kind of like up to the AS, like up to the microphone and like kind of just squishing it? They squish it against the microphone. They play with it. So they make that like, it's, it's like eating. It's it's like like eating a really wet food. That slurpy sound. Yeah. Gross. No thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, moving on to uh, something else. Did you know that... I'm pretty sure The Simpsons features an episode with a little bit of misophonia in it. And I think I believe I even say on the website how much of a big Simpsons fan I am. And I would say maybe not so much the new episodes, but this one's in one of the very early seasons. I mean, you and I have watched the first 10 seasons more times than I can count. Um, But I'm not recalling the episode you're thinking of. Off the top of my head anyway, so why don't you elaborate? Okay, so I believe the episode is called Homer Loves Flanders. And throughout the episode, um, Homer is like very obsessively kind of just wanting to be around Flanders all the time, which is very out of character for Homer. He usually hates Ned Flanders. And... In this instance, Ned Flanders starts hating Homer, and he gets boiled up more and more, and like it comes to the very last kind of thing that sets Ned off. Can you remember what that is? No. So they're sitting in church, and Homer goes up and decides like he wants to butt in and kind of sit with the Flanders family, and I think that's what happens. I'm starting to remember this, yeah. He's sitting next to Ned, and he's breathing, and it shows kind of like the sound getting louder and louder, and he's like whistling, breathing through his nose, and that sets Ned off. (laughs) He just starts yelling at Homer to like shut up because he's so annoying. And I think we all wish we had a chance to... To just get up and scream at the person making the noise that makes us so mad. I absolutely relate to Ned Flanders in this situation. (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, definitely. Um, But I'll say one last thing. Um, I think that when it comes to misophonia, I read something that it's not always sounds. Sometimes it's something else. And I don't know if this is related or not, but I certain textures really bother me. And one, especially like when I'm eating something, textures can really bug me. But again, it's, it doesn't make me angry, but it gives me that cringy kind of feeling. And one of those is wood. I really hate like when I was, even when I was younger, like eating like a popsicle, I was always like, why do they make the popsicle sticks out of wood? It's just like, ugh, I can't even eat it all the way. I pretty much just don't eat popsicles because of that. And recently they've started using like wood utensils. And I'm all for saving the environment and everything, but I just hate the texture of wood. So <laughs> I can't use them. I'm just like, I'll just use a reusable metal fork. Like, so uh, I just wanted to put that out there. On the note of like, things like that i this is just popped in my head here suckers like lollipops or whatever that have those like weird paper stick things and so like you're getting towards the end of your lollipop and you're getting little chunks of wet paper in your mouth from the stupid stick that 
is a very cringy thing for me. That I, f- I hate that. Yeah. Well, maybe we can do another episode just on textural type things like that. Who knows? Yeah, I think that would be a great, uh, a great episode talking about just textures that piss us off. <laughs> <laughs> if it's related to misophonia, who knows? But uh, yeah. All right. So before we wrap up our primary perpetrator here today, I have a question for you, Greg. What's that? And please feel free to answer this completely honestly. No fear of repercussion. Do I make any sounds that trigger your misophonia? I feel like it's not the the person necessarily that has to do anything with it. So I would say any any sounds in general that I dislike, you could make them and um, I might not care as much because... I'm just completely comfortable being around you. But uh, I do think that chewing just in general, I just, I don't like it no matter who it is. And I, again, we always like to have some sort of background noise when we're eating together, whether it's music or television or whatever, listening to a podcast, listening to our own podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, that that's definitely, uh, chewing has just always kind of been one even when I was little, I kind of had that problem. That's totally fair. I get it. Um, I feel kind of bad because I have a couple specific examples from you, but, you well, know. Well, hit me with it. All right. So, well, we've talked a little bit about snoring here, and that's not so much of a problem anymore. And same goes for me for chewing. Like, doesn't matter who you are. You chew in my face, I'm going to punch you. Not really. But, you know, the thoughts there. Um, The big thing... And you don't do it super often, but when you do it, it... <sighs> You're lucky I love you. It's whistling under your breath. <laughs> whistling under my breath. Okay, so I know that I'm a whistler. I'm definitely a whistler. Yes. What does that mean, whistling under my breath? It's like a really quiet, like, whisper where you're not putting the full force into it. So it's not like a... It's more of like... A very muted version of that. It's it's kind of like when you're whispering. When you don't you don't like whispering. <laughs> I don't like when you whistle in a whispery kind of way. <laughs> Whisper whistle. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. Let me let me try to recreate what I think it could be. All right. Well. Okay. Yes, that is it exactly. <laughs> That sound, I just, I want to shake you sometimes. And I feel like that's what I have when I don't want to be whistling, like, out loud. But, like, it's just, that's probably one of, like, a weird kind of tick habit. Um, and I, I definitely have a lot of kind of weird quirks where I do things and I don't really realize I'm doing them. Um, and I don't, I, f- I don't think I would really do it in public. It's mostly just when I'm in the privacy of my own home. Yeah. And um, whistling, I definitely randomly do that. Some people randomly sing. I don't know if like... I randomly sing. I'm one of those people. <laughs> that doesn't bother me. But I don't know if you've ever told me... I know, I know you don't really like whistling in general, but like I guess the whisper whistle. The whisper whistle. The whisper whistle. You... When we were... A few years ago, living in a different place, uh, one of the people living with us used to do it as well, like, just constantly, all of the time. And that's, like, your uncle. Oh, really? Yeah. And it, I, oh, my God, I hate that sound so much. I don't think I've ever mentioned it to you specifically, because, like, I don't know, I don't want to make you feel bad about something you're doing, <laughs> but also, at the same time, it... it it could put me in a straitjacket. I don't know if I'll be able to cognitively actually stop myself from doing that, but if you keep reminding me, hopefully it'll get better. I will try. I'll, I'll try. I'll try not to... I'll, I'll try to quiet the desire to murder you in your sleep and uh, I'm a very actually sleeper, talk so about it. <laughs> I'm a very deep sleeper, so that could easily be doable. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it for this week's Primary Perpetrator. Yeah, I don't think there's really much else to add there. So thank you very much for listening. And I guess we'll move into the outro. Okay, well, thanks everyone for making it this far. And we want to end our 
podcast with something good, like something positive, so that it's not all these annoyances all the time. So I'm going to get this started with a little story from a Tim Hortons, believe it or not. As we mentioned earlier, we're not always the biggest fan of Tim Hortons, but this time it was a good experience. And I was at a Tim Hortons near where we live, and uh, I went in, and to my surprise, I was pleasantly greeted by a very positive, energetic, very friendly employee, and it just made my day. I, I just really liked that experience. A lot of the times I find when you go in to places and experience kind of some customer service, they're just going through the motions, which is fair, or sometimes they're just not happy to be there at all, and you can really tell. And I get that too, but I really like it when people put that extra effort in there and just make you feel really good, you're really happy to be there, and it's just it's just something that really uh, can bring up my day to have that positive experience, so... Yeah, I just wanted to share that with you guys. And I think Liza has one, a little story here for you as well. For my positive story of the week, I would like to thank the person on Instagram who sent me a really kind comment on one of my more recent posts. Um, I just started a more uh, fitness-oriented Instagram page for myself to just kind of hold myself accountable for working out and eating healthier. And my very first comment was just so positive, it made me feel really good. So yeah. Well, I think that's about it for this week's episode. Liza and I would like to thank everyone who participated, and we would like to thank everyone for listening. Be sure to tune into our next episode where our primary perpetrator will be terrible drivers. If you'd like to submit your stories for a chance to be featured on our next episode, head on over to the website, that's petmypeevepodcast.com, and go to the audience participation tab, select the primary perpetrator, and create a new post. And don't forget to submit for Blowing Off Steam as well for another chance to be featured on the show. And finally, we'd like to just remind you to follow us on Twitter, follow our podcast on whatever you're listening to it on, uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever, Um, share the podcast with anyone who you think would like it, and of course, leave us some reviews if you enjoyed the show. I mean, if you didn't enjoy the show, you can leave reviews too, you know, freedom of speech, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, we hope you... uh, We hope you enjoyed everything and we hope you have a good week. Have an awesome week, everyone.